right, Arvin, welcome to the Blockhash Podcast, episode 235. How are you doing today, man? Great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on. Super excited. Um, we're going to talk a lot about NFTs and marketing today, which is um, a very sought after, I think, um, idea and topic for a lot of people, given how popular the NFTs are. So we'll definitely have some fun talking about that. Before we do, tell me a bit more about yourself. Um, what's your background like? How did you get into this space and into what you're doing now? Cool. Yeah, so I got in marketing back in 2012. I started with small businesses, worked with a lot of SaaS companies, a lot of public companies, some Fortune 500 companies, um, and roles I've taken, you know, uh, chief marketing officer, uh, demand generation specialist, um, and then with public companies specifically, my focus was investor relationship marketing. So when, um, and I told you like how I got into crypto as well in a second, but um, when I um, got into crypto, then I already was thinking about, okay, so this, this is like a really cool field. Everything is going really well. And I was very interested in actually marketing um, and finding um, investors online. Um, and Back in, I want to say 2021, maybe October, around somewhere in October 2021, there was an artist from Italy. He approached me and he wanted to sell out his NFT collection. And um, I used Twitter ads to, and you can't do this anymore, but at that time, we literally ran Twitter ads to directly to OpenSea. And he didn't like build a community or anything. It's just like we did everything, um, uh, you know, wrong, to be honest, but we still sold out. Um, in a month. And to me, that was like a proof of concept where I could help NFT projects because of my knowledge from investor relationship marketing. Um, and then since then, I worked with somewhere around 400 um, NFT projects. And we've had some, you know, they um, hit top 40 in the world. Um, one of them uh, recently hit number one trending on OpenSea, number one trending on IC tools. Um, and currently working with a few projects, super excited about them as well. Um, yeah. Nice. What was the name of the collection? Uh, the, the one that hit number one on OpenSea? Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Woman of Crypto. Oh, I know that one. Yeah. Nice. I like that one. Uh, cool. I know a lot of people that are buying those. Nice. Yeah. I have three um, myself. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. How much yeah. were they... Uh, what was the, what's the floor like for those now? What are they selling at? So it was 0 0.2. Now we're like working on actually bringing uh, the floor price up as well. It's gone, it's gone okay. lower a little bit, but yeah, we're going we're gonna to bring it up. Cool. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, how have you been able to transition all this knowledge that you have from marketing and what you've done in the past over to NFTs, it's a completely different world. It doesn't have the mm -hmm. same tools or structure to market in traditional ways quite yet. How have you transitioned what you have over to make that possible? Yeah, I mean, I was determined to get into NFT because back in 2016, a good friend of mine, Nick, he, um, so he was working a nine to five job. He wasn't an entrepreneur by any means. I mean, I consider him an entrepreneur, but he, not not the typical one, but um, he sold everything he had. He sold his car. Um, he barely was going out with us. Um, and 
literally all his like savings, everything, and he just turned it into Bitcoins in 2016. And then a few oh years later, I, I called him and I'm like, so, hey, Nick, how is work? And he goes, what work? And I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, he's just no longer working. He's just like traveling around the world. Um, and to me, that was, so for me, that was like a, almost like a missed up. It's like, he's a really good friend of mine. Um, and to me, that was like a missed opportunity where I saw him doing it, but I just didn't get in, right? And then, so when I learned about NFTs, beginning of, I would say end of 2020 or uh, beginning of 2021, I was just determined to double down. I knew this is going to be huge. Um, and I mean, NFTs have been around since 2015. So it's not like I was the first person or anything, um, but by any means, but um, it's still, it was a good time. Um, and so I started with, I want to say end of 2020, started with um, flipping NFTs. Um, and then, um, you know, I had, I had some uh, success in there. Um, and then the reason I was having a success with marketing NFTs was because when I was uh, doing investor relationship marketing for public companies, literally our, like my role was to find investors using paid advertising, whether it be like content creation, and then you uh, find those investors online, whether it be a short-term investor or long-term investor. We literally had like avatars. We would just say like, Gary, the long-term investor, and then Max, the millennial is a short-term investor. Um, and so we would have those things and like everything I was doing was just about finding investors and just giving them enough value so they would invest in the stock price. Uh, in the stock of that company, right? So, and then we would increase the stock price. So, so from there, uh, when I learned about NFTs and that guy from the, the artist from Italy, when I had that proof of concept, I knew like everything I learned is just, um, it can be transitioned into uh, the NFT marketing. Got it. Um, yeah. Geez, there, there's uh, so much in terms of, I, I guess, it's crazy how popular these things have gotten. I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, um, especially these collections and, and the art and whatnot and what people are doing. Is, I mean, I, I see where NFTs are going and I see the use cases and we're doing things ourselves down here in Columbia. And it's just kind of funny still when you see collections, thousands of pieces of NFTs that are just art-based, but it's not even like, Utility uh, like based. Picassos and yeah it's it's all pixelated or something really, really simple and i'm like i was drawing those as kids why wasn't i bottoming out at five thousand on a floor price selling these things to my friends <laughs> like it's it's crazy what you can do with them now and how much this space is elevated um everything from artists and just pure ideas and fads and trends and it's it's wild i'm, I'm still trying to absorb it all myself um You've had a couple of use cases and stuff you've worked on. I saw that you guys did stuff with Meta Legends, Sand Vegas Casino Club, I think it was called. Um, yes. tell, tell us a bit more about what those use cases entailed and what you guys did there. Yeah, so for example, Sand Vegas Casino Club, uh, they started on December 14th, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. And they had 86 members on their Discord. And then two weeks later, we hit about 31-ish thousand people on Discord. Um, and then um, about a day later, um, 
the the mint day we sold that in about 20 hours um and the price point so the the collection size was about eleven thousand. so it was one 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 uh mm -hmm. the price point at that point was 0 0.07 eth which i believe it comes down to at that point it came down to maybe 200 ish 200 216 dollars i think it was um and then now their floor price is 0 0.3 something so floor price has actually gone up significantly um and the uh the reason i guess the the myth method for for selling out was literally paid ads and paid influencers now of course with casinos is is a little bit challenging because um all social media platforms they were against it in fact like when they came to me they were already banned from all social media platforms um and so what we did well i guess what i did was um i just changed their name um mm -hmm. on all social media platforms created new accounts to svc so instead of san vegas casino club we were at mm -hmm. svc and Another thing that was very um, integral to the success of uh, this project was um, the messaging. So we didn't focus too much about the art, actually. Um, unlike, like you know, just like you were talking about, like a lot of projects that just just have art, nothing, no utility, nothing. But here, the focus was actually the utility. So the messaging was, the house always wins. You can be the house, mm -hmm. um, and. So we had that and we that was literally the forefront of the marketing so like we had a video um made just on that like i helped them with the script and everything um and then um we would literally just like blast it to people we would show a little bit of an artwork as well but majority of it was just all about hey if you're a holder of this nft um the casino so first of all you can play at the casino by just being a holder but also um every month 50% of the profit of the casino is going to be distributed amongst the holder um, of this NFT. So um, it was very simple for people to be able to justify, hey, I will buy a bunch of these NFTs because I'm, I'm going to be able to make money every month by just holding this, right? So it's just passive income. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are some of the, what's the formula look like for marketing these collections? I know you mentioned there's paid advertising I know you mentioned influencers um yeah. is it really like this digital guerrilla based marketing style that you have to go after or are there other creative things that you found out that you can do what's this magical formula look like yeah so i like to first week i like to figure out the messaging and just understand hey what is this what is so special about this nft because i think maybe back in november um it wasn't that prevalent that everyone had some some sort of nft like there was some sort of derivative of some animal everywhere right now there are a lot more and so it's it's not as easy um to just um to just stand out okay so then then you have to just make that effort to actually first of all stand out so that's that's very important um and then obviously your roadmaps light paper have to be like fleshed out have to be very clear so people are going to look at things and just say hey they just like copy pasted things from another brand, another NFT project. Plus also they've never done business in their life. They're like, maybe they're, they're docs, but maybe they're not docs, but maybe they are docs. And then like, there's like literally one company they worked with in their life. Um, and that was maybe like administration. And then now they want to build a metaverse. It's like, okay, well, there's a huge gap. Like, how are you going to do that? Right? So mm -hmm. a lot of it is actually just, uh, the, the backbone of the project. Like, is this going to be, 
um, perceived as a successful project or not, right? So figuring that out. And then um, once once you do that, then it's a lot simpler to actually go to influencers because influencers are also going to look at those things. Like if your project looks like it's going to be a rug pull, it's really hard to get influencers to talk about it. So, so anyways, you contact influencers literally first week. Um, you launch your, typically what I like to do, you launch Instagram ads and Twitter ads first week as well. Um, and I, I can tell you, like I unpack that, like what that would look like. But um, as for influencers, the le like legitimate influencers, it takes about five to six days for them to even like go through your project, review it. Um, and most of the times you have to be a docs team as well, meaning, so for those of people who don't know what that means, it's just basically revealing your identity. Like you, you need to actually show like who you are. Um, and, um, and then after those five, six days, they say, okay, so um, we're, we're gonna work with you. Um, you pay them and then they, they're going to take about five more, six days um, and they produce the content. So it's a process. Obviously, it takes time. Right. Um, and what I like to do is first week, reach out to maybe 10, 20 influencers and be ready to actually when they said, you know, it's a go, actually just produce content with them. Um, and then your ads are up. So you're building your following on Twitter and then also you're building your following on Discord. Now, there are specific numbers you want to hit. So on Discord, um, you, you're aiming for hitting three to five times the number of collection size um, on Discord with a minimum 10% um, of those people being online um, on Discord. Um, and then for Twitter, you want to have about half of the collection size and minimum engagement rate of 0.5%. Um, and then as for whitelisters, you want to have about a half of the collection size. Again, if you asked me about whitelisters back in November, I would have given you a completely different answer. But now this is how we do things. Half of the collection size, you want your whitelisters to wipe out about 80 to 90% of your collection um, and how you um, how you actually build that collect, um, build that whitelist um, community and so on and so forth. That's also its own conversation. But those are the numbers you need to hit. And um, it's really important the influences you pick. First of all, they are real influences. You don't get scammed. And again, there are ways to make sure you don't. Um, but also, it's very important that you do the post-production too. So like, it's not just like they post and then you just sit down and just like watch, right? So you have to have everyone in your Discord, for example, go and rate it, meaning like they go comments below it, engage with it. Um, you even run ads to it. It could be YouTube ads you run, um, or it could be Twitter ads you run. So more of the followers of that influencer will actually see the content because that's what it's intended to do. Um, and you maximize on the results you can get from that partnership. What does the amount look like in terms of total ad spend to run a campaign? Yeah, typically somewhere around 10 to 15K. Okay. Yeah. And then for influencers, a lot more. So somewhere around 30 to 50K. Okay. For that amount, for that kind of ad spend, What's the turnaround time look like generally from your experience to get a collection to start selling? Yeah. So typically we do all of this. So from zero to hero in mm -hmm. four to six weeks. That's actually pretty quick. Very quick. It, to me, like first time I, I've, I've actually experienced that. To me, that was the strangest thing I've experienced in, in the entire like marketing years that I've, I've had. Like, you know, I, I was working with these public companies with like $500,000 uh, per month budget. And then let's say in six months, we would say, here's how many impressions we got. Like, you know, like millions of impression and maybe this mm -hmm. 
we, you couldn't even like verify like how many investors came in, but like you could say, hey, like stock price went up by this percentage. But now in like literally six weeks, you make millions of dollars. It's it's just beyond honestly, even like I have to get my wrap, uh, head wrapped around that idea. It's just, it's just crazy. If someone wanted to work with you directly to start doing something like this, um, do you do it from a consulting compa- capacity or do you do something more hands-on and kind of completely take over? What's your level of involvement when you do choose to get involved? Yeah, I have a few ways I work with people. So I have a program where people go through um, videos where I literally just step-by-step step show them how to do everything uh, from from like knowing nothing, just just having an idea to all the way to actually selling out um, and then it has group calls and like, you know, what they, they meet with a lot of other brands and they learn from them as well. Cause that's also very important. Uh, things in NFT community changes so fast that you need to be updated all the time. And then I do consulting with some brands. Um, and then also I just have another one that's like a done for you where I literally just take over, like I'll be like their chief marketing officer. I take over the entire marketing. Got it. Um, yeah. What what does it look like um, for you to get involved? Or what percentage do you guys look for when someone wants you to come in and help take over and really get involved to push their their collection um, and get it successful in the first uh, four to six weeks or so? Uh, what percentage of their sellouts or? Yeah, or I guess better phrase, do you guys have a flat fee that you work with or do you just yeah, take a I final do flat- percentage? I do a flat fee plus also a percentage. Okay. Got yeah. it. And, and it's also like depends on the project, right? So like I'm chatting with like a few A-listers celebs. Like obviously that's different story. Sure. Like they have different spending, different scope of work. But like some mm-hmm. brands that's just like, hey, we've got like 500 collection size. It's a different story. Got it. Let's yeah. talk about uh, flipping NFTs for a second. Kind of cool. flip directions. Yeah, I know that's also really popular these days too. And some people are figuring it out. Others are just really curious. And it, I guess that makes me really curious too, because it seems so risky. Um, what is What entails successfully being able to flip NFTs? Yeah, so very important, obviously. At the, I think at the beginning, <laughs> when I was flipping NFTs, I didn't even know what NFTs are. Um, and so... I mean, it shows just how accessible this is. And like, you know, um, my sister, uh, she was making thousand bucks a month from her, uh, like working at a retail store. Um, And then I think last month she made like 20K just from flipping NFTs. So um, there is definitely, yeah, I know. Um, I mean, I, to me, just things are just changed. Like in the past, like, you know, I've been in marketing for 10 years in the past year, you work on a project for like three years and then first two years, you wouldn't even make money. And then th- like year three, you'd be like, okay, now I'll make some money and you'd be very happy. Now everything is just like instant. Um, and so, um, but anyways, the, so, so obviously there's a lot of opportunity and it's also very accessible. Like my sister literally has zero experience in, uh, and knowledge in, um, business investment, none of that, like nothing. Um, and she's like, you know, going crazy with like flipping NFTs. So there's that opportunity in there. Now, as far as like how I can only say how I do it, not a, obviously not a financial advice, do your own research, that kind of thing. But, um, right. I, so the way I do this, I like to have, um, 
at this point, and again, I started as just like flipping NFTs, whatever. Like I would just be like, oh, it looks like this is going to be good. And then I would buy it and flip. Um, now you can't really do that because there's so many of them now. Um, and there's also a lot of drug pulls. So what, what I like to do now is um, I like to join these alpha groups. Um, and a lot of people actually in my Discord, because I see, like, you know, I've worked with so many NFT projects. They asked me to create my own alpha groups because I, I know also if your project is going to sell out, I can tell people. Um, so far, it's not regulated. But um, yeah, so I joined these alpha groups and then um, I want to get insight um, on, on like, okay, like what are some things that people like know inside this project that like other people do not know or like just you, you just can't get it from just looking at the projects. So that's very important. Um, obviously, I'll look at see how they're doing the marketing because without marketing, they can't do anything. Like you can literally, there is literally there is the the... I would say highest quality artwork out there in the entire universe that I know about this project. I literally just spoke with them yesterday and they actually didn't sell out. The reason is they didn't do marketing really well. Um, and so marketing is very important. So those numbers that I was talking about, you know, three to five times number of collection size, half a collection size on Twitter, um, half a collection, half a collection size on uh, what list is. So things like that I actually look for. So, Someone who knows marketing really well, they're going to be able to actually tell if they're doing things right. And then um, once I have those insights, then I engage with their Discord or sometimes I just have my sister sit on the Discord. So we look at the announcements, like, you know, what are some plans they have? Do they have like a really fleshed out, um, let's say, uh, roadmap? And are, do they have the, uh, the history and background of actually delivering things? in the past? Like, did, did, have they worked with any companies? Have they accomplished anything in the past? So those are some of the things like it's my initial research. Then when I go in, I buy three NFTs. I flip one right after the reveal. If I know exactly the time, I will preferably like right at the time of the reveal, I will flip. Um, if uh, <clears throat> if not, I will do um, you know, maybe about a day later. I'll do another one, another flip about two weeks later. Um, and then um, and then I hold to one as well. Now, the concept of flipping for me is something you, it's like gambling in a way you have to, you have to have an idea of like how much money you want to make and just stick to it. So for example, for myself, I say, I want to make five times more the money that I put into this, right? Tw twice, five times, 10 times. I've actually made 10 times and more as well, but for, for now, I just say five times. If I can make five times, um, I'm good. So if if it hits that number, I will sell regardless of if if even if I think it's gonna go up further, because that's just you just need discipline. Otherwise, it can backfire on you, right? So this, those are certain things that I pay attention to when buying and selling. There are of course like uh, products like uh, so for example Wall Street Fam. They they have their own NFT collection, but they have this like a rarity. Uh, tool where you can actually figure out the rarity of a specific NFT collection size. Um, and so like, for example, you can see what is the, um, you know, like how rare an NFT is based on their different attributes, but also like what is, what is the weight of different attributes compared to each other? What's the vibe of the attribute, like uh, the, the, the NFT, certain attributes that actually you can't see from OpenSea. So there's software out there. The point is software out there that are actually helping you decide which NFT to buy versus another one. Because when you're looking at 10,000 NFTs, if you just buy by chance, I mean, it's okay, but like, why not just buy it based on, you know, reasons and insights, right? 
Right. Is there a way to tell any kind of way whether a new, fairly unknown collection could potentially become a grid investment or could become the next big um, popular hot collection out there? I know that's probably nearly impossible to do. It's just, it's crazy how many of them are out there. And it's got to be difficult to kind of flesh through them and say, oh, this one's going to be the next big one, or this one has the most potential, or I should invest in this now because in a couple of years, it's going to be huge. Is there any way to tell any indicators or things from your experience to kind of give you hints? That's going to be huge, like more, more so than just like flipping. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, maybe okay. even with time. Okay, cool. I mean, um, if you see, for example, celebrities buying into it, um, it obviously has potential because that can. They have obviously their own communities, and they get they get uh, you know they get behind a project because their influencer did as well. So that's like a, that's a, that's actually a really important thing. But um, more importantly is. Um, you know, if they deliver on small promises that they make. Um, so, you know, it could be before they sell out. It could be right when they sold out. Like, do they do everything they say? Um, I think that's, that's really, that's a really important thing for me that I look for because I know those kind of people, they always deliver. And so they're not just going to let go of their project. So for example, I think uh, look, I have a I have a tuna from Gary V's collection, mm -hmm. um, and like this guy, he's talking about like how he's just never gonna stop talking about his project, and I'm like, I think I can believe that. <laughs> like you probably I, not I going that to. Too. Yeah, so so I'm like, okay, I'll buy it, um, and and so that's so. In other words, like looking into just who like what their team is like, and then also like what are they like as as people how do they operate on a daily basis not necessarily just like with nfts because maybe they don't have any nft experience but like how do they operate as a person like to me that's very important I'm, like i invest on that gotcha um do you have any collections that you like that you're very interested in right now there are plenty um again like i like so wall street fam and um tribex i really like them so far because they both trying to make it easier for people to transition from web two to web three. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that actually has not only just, you know, apart from all the utilities they have, apart from like, you know, the, the DAO they want to do, the tokens, the, the play to earn games, like all sorts of things that they could do, just like any other projects would do. Um, and, you know, like maybe Wall Street Fam has its own, like the, um, the it's actually called a vibrator, the, the, the product. Um, they have the vibrator as well, like it helps with, you know, figuring out rarity and stuff like that. But the the mission is awesome like i like that like hey like how do we help people get into uh web3 and especially right now it's like very important because a lot of people just kind of like out there just hearing about things and like i really want to get in but i don't know how how do i start so on and so forth so i think that has a huge uh potential because there's so just just for reference of your listeners US and Canada is actually very behind on knowing about NFTs. So the forefront countries are um, Australia, New Zealand, China, Hong Kong, uh, let's say um, Taiwan, Indonesia, Philippines. So these are actually the countries that are forefront of like uh, the NFTs. Um, so for, for you, if, if a project comes in and just like, hey, I'm gonna get like these like 
early um, adopters into the NFT and I'm going to show them how to be successful. I think that's the coolest thing you can do. Plus also they're going to love you for the rest of your life um, because they just make a ton of money and just like right off the bat versus there's some people, obviously they come in, the first project they invest in is a rock pool and they're like, I'm never going to do this any, ever again, never going to invest ever again. So that's the distinction. Gotcha. There's been so many projects I've invested in, completely forgot about, and then all of a sudden they were worth something. Um, I have friends cool. that are that are crypto artists, um, and they'd sell me stuff for a couple hundred bucks, and just to support them, I'd buy them because they're friends. And then a year later, all of a sudden they're popular, and um, they're getting in Vice and uh, local media, and they're cool. and then all of a sudden your two hundred dollar art piece NFT that there's a collection of only ten of is now worth like thirty grand, and you're like, holy crap. Wow. <laughs> and yeah. then um, the metaverse stuff is off the hook today too. people buying it up like crazy stuff that I've purchased for like $20 and you know, it was, you know, anywhere between five and six figures sometimes. And it's, it's insane. Um, the value proposition, how that changes so quickly in just even a year. hundred um, percent. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a wild space. It is. Where can, uh, where can people contact you if they want to work with you and get you involved with them? Perfect. So if they want to just read on case studies, all the projects that I've, uh, well, not all of them. I only just published some of them, but uh, mm -hmm. some of the case studies that I've published, just see how I do things and so they can do it themselves. Um, so that's on soldoutnfts.io. So that's spelled as S-O-L-D-N-F-T-S.io. And then on socials, all socials, Arvin K NFT. Uh, so that's A-R-V-I-N-K-N-F-T. Um, and on Twitter, I'm most responsive. So if they want to chat, um, Twitter is probably the best. Perfect. Guys, go follow Arvin. Check him out. Chat with him about NFTs and marketing. And make sure you to like the video and subscribe below. Um, Arvin, thank you for taking the time to come on today and really elaborate on how to market NFTs. I think there's not enough of that in the space. There's more NFTs than there is any kind of knowledge on marketing them. Um, and there's so little marketing tools out there and guides and what to do exactly. So, uh, what you have is very valuable. I really appreciate you sharing. Um, we'll do it again in the future too. Cool. Thank you for having me. All right. Anytime. Talk to you soon. Bye.